What's up, guys? Welcome to the Social Media Entrepreneurs Podcast. My name is Derek Fidel. If you're new to the show, as you can see from other episodes, we mostly focus on social media marketing tactics and, uh, of course, some entrepreneur mindset episodes. And today, we are talking about that, but we're not just talking about entrepreneurial mindsets. We are talking about mental health as a whole. And I'll start by talking about why it's so important for entrepreneurs to uh, be familiar with this topic, uh, especially when it comes to understanding themselves. I've done episodes in the past where I say that an entrepreneur's success is most closely tied to how well they know themselves. And the reason why I'm going to talk about this episode today, I just went on vacation with family for the last week. I haven't been uh, posting a bunch of reels and uh, coming up with more tactical episodes uh, that I don't have any of those in the chamber right now that I really want to uh, be speaking about today. But I was able to learn some things last week about myself as well as other family members. And it really does pertain to a lot of you. And if these things aren't addressed, then you have very uh, low chance of making it in business or at least in reaching your potential, I'll say. Uh, That's a much better way to put it. I won't say you can't make it. You'll never come up with a winning product idea. I mean, there's people out there that uh, are multimillionaires uh, but still don't have their mental game strong and and are absolutely depressed. So uh, they are still not living up to their full potential or at least uh, aren't as happy as they could be doing it. Now, the mental health uh, diagnosis that I have that is most well-known is ADHD. And I want to talk about my relationship with how I've communicated me having ADHD Uh, with myself as well as people in my life and how it's changed over the years and why my relationship to it today is so much better and why I would recommend uh, for those of you out there that have ADHD or you have something uh, that is diagnosed and it's something else, some other kind of mental health thing or maybe it's a physical health thing, you've probably learned that the better you know how to work with, let's say you have diabetes, if you know how to work with that a lot better, that is going to translate to your success in business. Business is a reflection of your life in every way. And unless we can start from there, then we're always going to have issues in our business. So Uh, For me, with ADHD, when I was first diagnosed, I think around the age of 10, it wasn't even that popular of a disease. Uh, I mean, I'm 32 now, so 22 years ago, it it was a newer thing. Uh, Schools really didn't know about it. The teachers didn't know how to handle it or what to expect out of students. And I did well in school. Uh, But the reason why I did well in school is because I would study the night before uh, for tests and I would do homework the night before and I was just good enough at the schoolwork and I could figure it out on my own and <clears throat> I had a really strong memory uh, still do uh, with things that like if I had a history test and I had to memorize all the dates and the names of the battles no problem I could do that in a night and uh, I got by in school by having absolutely zero focus throughout the day and by zero I mean like literally zero and then I would go home and if it wasn't due 
the next day I would have zero focus on it and I would not do it at all. And until it would come down to the last minute, finally my focus would kick in because I was forced to to do it. I get it done and I get B's and A's. I, I graduated with like a three, four or something from high school, which gets you into state schools at least. And uh, uh, yeah, my ACT, you know, or SAT, whichever one you took, I got good scores there. So there wasn't ever that big of a problem where I really had to figure it out. And when I got into online entrepreneurship, it became much uh, more apparent of a problem because when you're working by yourself, for yourself, and you're at home and no one's watching you, I mean, if you do the whole day doing no work, you're not going to hear a thing from anyone besides just knowing that you didn't do anything. Like yourself is the only person who's going to know. And in between school and becoming an online entrepreneur, I was in sales. So there was accountability there. I mean, we were our own boss. We could work when or when we didn't want to. And I excelled at that because of my ADHD. So throughout that phase, I also didn't have to be very transparent with people about what ADHD means for me and what it might mean uh, for our relationship and what uh, they could expect. Uh, I've had roommates over the years where uh, we could never really figure out exactly how to keep the house clean, how to keep things in order, uh, how I could, you know, just get some habits together that were, were kind of caused by ADHD, like maybe doing a quarter of the dishes, then going upstairs and doing a little bit of homework, then coming back down and doing two more dishes and then doing another chore, then doing three more dishes and then laying down or playing video games and then finally, the next day, finishing the dishes, like things like that. Um, and it, when you know about these things, it kind of lets you know, like in this situation, I should not live with clean freaks. I should live with people who are okay with dishes hanging out in the sink. Otherwise, we're going to have some problems. So even when it comes down to that and just like relationships with your roommates, that it's very important to know how you work so that you can communicate these things. And now my relationship with ADHD, before it was so much more, I don't use it as an excuse, it doesn't hinder me, it's my superpower, and it is your superpower, is why you especially want to know what mental health diagnoses you may have, because your greatest weakness is your greatest strength. But if you don't even know how to call it, or even just know that what you have is normal. Uh, It's normal for people to have some kind of mental health diagnosis. And even if yours is rare and less than 1% of people have it, it still uh, lets you know that you're completely sane in some of the, the actions that you do. And the reason why this is so important is because whenever we have character flaws, we want to first ask, is this something that I can change? And there's always a degree of control you'll have for changing it. But when it comes down to things like, just to stay on the ADHD topic, me losing focus on tasks that I don't care about, there's only so much that I can do there. That's why drugs like Adderall and Ritalin come around, because it's like, all right, how do we get these kids who don't care about math homework to care about math homework? Oh, this small dose of meth should probably do it 
And then all of a sudden they can do math. And then they look at it and they say, wow, it's working. When really all that's happening is you're giving them a drug that overcomes their mental health issue for a short while. And, and it's still a maybe. And a lot of these drugs have major repercussions too. But otherwise, how do you permanently fix it is you can only give them work that they care about. Or maybe you need to organize it so it's a challenge. For me, if I ever need to give myself a boost of motivation and focus, I just have to make it a game. And my mom, when I was growing up, I I would never get ready for bed or I just did not care. I was like watching TV and she'd be like, get ready for bed. And I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. I'm watching the show. And then she's like, all right, you have one minute to get to bed. And I'm like, it's, it's going on, going down, you know, and, uh, or, you know, a couple of minutes and, uh, I would just get it done as quick as I can. As soon as it was a game, then I had focus. So you, you need to know how you work and, there's other people in my life. If you didn't know any better, if you would listen to how this guy talks when he's uh, muttering under his breath uh, loud enough for just the family to hear, you would think he's quite the dick, honestly. I mean, he's very judgmental and he's very blunt. He uh, doesn't have the best time in his own head, as you can imagine. And when I learned about Asperger's, I was pretty damn positive that he has that or he has something like that. Either way, the extent that my takes things sometimes, his lack of empathy and his inability to really vocalize his feelings uh, in, in a healthy way. He's never really been able to get the words out in the way he wants to. And at the same time, you know that he cares to some degree. He probably hates that he doesn't know how to get his words out properly. It makes him very misunderstood by people. And when I read about the symptoms of Asperger's, I was so convinced that he has that, that it gives me so much more relief in knowing that. And he's not officially diagnosed, but I mean, I know he's got something And that makes it a lot easier for me to know that this is a part of him that is not going to change. And he doesn't apologize for his actions. And part of the reason why he doesn't and also why he probably shouldn't is this is a part of him that he can't really control. Otherwise, it would have been uh, taken care of by now because we've tried to fix this so many times and it just does not seem to be a possibility. So... It's really good to know what your diagnoses are as well as people around you because it allows you to forgive them for things or just understand why they might be a certain way. And uh, if there are people that you don't need in your life because you can say, okay, especially with what I got and this guy's got this mental health thing, we're not really a good mix. Uh, You know, you're OCD about cleaning, and then I'm ADHD, and I don't even see that the dishes are dirty. This is not a good mix. Uh, We can be friends, but we can't be roommates, right? Um, My is another person that has a degree of autism. And I remember when I heard about this, it was so much easier to then understand why some behaviors 
uh, were, were happening from them. And, and more importantly, to just know that it's not an issue. It's not something that I need to take up because it's just the way things are. And if you don't know, if you think you have something going on, but you have no idea what mental health disorder you have, uh, I, I would say getting a therapist is probably the best course of action. I currently don't have one. I've had one in my life. Wasn't the best experience. Wasn't a bad experience, but didn't really reveal anything. I will say this guy was kind of... Um, Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. I wouldn't say inexperienced either, but we just didn't click well. So it, it is something that you want to, you know, put some time into the process of selecting one. Uh, but I, I absolutely will be getting one because in the last week, I learned a piece of information that helped me understand myself better than pretty much any psychological uh, data I, I've ever heard. And that was learning about something called attachment styles. So for anyone out there that you know you got something going on, you really can't keep your focus throughout the day, there's some kind of mental health blockage that you have in your life from being able to live up to your potential, this is where I'd start. If you want to just do some research in a way that could give you some really valuable info, I would look up the four attachment styles because when I figured out which one I was, it made it so clear to me why I've had relationships romantically and friendships that have been influenced by this kind of attachment style, my goals, my attachment to entrepreneurship, and my attachment to prove myself. Everything was made so clear to me when I figured this out. And just understanding these things about yourself allows you to rule certain behaviors uh, just out as, oh no, that's just my, um, you know, this thing about my personality. Like I, I can now catch myself acting in certain ways because when you have the actual diagnosis to fall back on, it makes it a lot easier to, to know if, uh, acting in that way is beneficial for you or not. Because if you know, man, whenever I act out of, uh, out in this way, which is caused because of this, then I know I'm going to make some mistakes. I'm going to uh, have some regrets tomorrow. And for me, as uh, someone who has anxious attachment style, if I am trying to go above and beyond to uh, try to hit some goal or get crazy attached to it and stress myself out, a ton, or maybe uh, I'm in a new relationship and I get overly committed a little bit too quick. I can repel people uh, or goals and uh, you know business partners away by being overly attached. But because I didn't really have 
the official diagnosis to it, I think it was always hard for me to really know uh, to to know that that is not an action I can trust. It kind of seemed like when I was like, all right, I'm going to send this message to uh, this potential business partner that has all of this extra fluff in it and it's me putting them on a pedestal and you can tell that I'm so attached to the outcome that I want to, to make happen. And then I say, all right, well, you, you got to be yourself, right? Like this is what came out and I wrote it and uh, I want to be real and I don't want to uh, hold back from my personality. So I'm going to send it. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wow, the amount of messages I would have scaled back uh, or at least uh, or, or even just not even sent at all because I would have been able to identify I am acting out of an anxious attachment style right now is insane. <laughs> so uh, I was like really taken aback that I'm like, man, I can't believe that I haven't uh, heard about these before. I, I think I've heard about attachment styles, but I never knew it was something I should look into. And maybe this isn't that uh, big for you to know. Maybe you have a secure attachment style, which is what you want. It's one of the four. And if you have that, you, you, this is probably not the, the thing that you really need to look into. But the, the chances that you've got something, whether it be genetic or caused by uh, something in your your life, it is very high, especially if, you, especially if you've listened to the episode this long. Uh, I think if you've got all your shit together, you probably didn't even click to listen to this episode in the first place. Uh, but if you just look at two extreme situations with uh, my case with ADHD, let's say uh, I took the route of I don't want to communicate that I have ADHD. I don't let it hinder me. I'm not going to tell people about it. And then I move in with my roommate and then I start doing the dishes all weird. I never realize that I put a bunch of crumbs on the floor so I never sweep and uh, maybe I leave the TV on at night. Just a lot of ADHD things happen and I never tell them because I say I don't want to use it as an excuse then what's going to happen is he's just never going to get me. And the chances that something that I'm doing is going to make him mad is very high. But because he knows, okay, this is something to look out for, now at least he's not mad about it. And when they would communicate it, they can come from a standpoint of understanding where you're where you're at and, and having some empathy and still ask you, Hey, can you uh, make sure the dishes are at least done before you go to bed? Right. Then something like that can be uh, more asked for. And there's just a lot less uh, uh, hostility or just negativity in that interaction. So there's a lot of people in your life that you might have trouble forgiving that if you knew what mental health diagnosis they have, it would be so much easier for you to forgive them or at least understand why they are the way they are and then uh, just have better relationships. I think there's been a lot of stigmas in Gen X and then older that going to therapy is a sign of weakness. Having some kind of mental health thing is just for people that go to insane asylums. It's not for everyone. And nowadays, it's a lot more known uh, about all these mental health problems, and people are more likely to get diagnosed because of the awareness. And awareness is always the first step in treating any problem. 
And I can tell you uh, that step is by far the biggest growth that you will have in your process of dealing with whatever you have going on. The, The awareness is imperative to be able to do anything because just learning about attachment styles a week ago relaxed the shit out of me guys like in the last week i'm like wow every goal i've ever gone for or every relationship i've ever pursued uh you know romantically or friendship wise now makes so much sense why i've acted in the ways that i have why i have uh, so much effort put into everything that i do it has been so much more clear to me why I am the way that I am, and it helps uh, relax you when you can give yourself the benefit of the doubt and you can just understand uh, what's in your control and what's out of your control. Because if there's something that appears in your control but is to some degree or, or, or to more of a degree than you're giving it credit for, uh, you know, out of your control, then you're going to be unnecessarily hard on yourself. And this can lead to you hating yourself. I mean, in cases like if someone has Asperger's or or something related where they lack empathy for other people and it kind of makes you be a dick more likely. Or imagine if someone had Tourette's syndrome and they were totally undiagnosed and they just go through life just yelling cuss words and thinking, you know, hey, I'm not going to let this be my excuse. Like, I I can get over this. And then when they can't, they just beat themselves up more and more and more. How much relief does someone have when they actually get that Tourette's diagnosis? And then now all of a sudden, these behaviors have a reason, a reason that you can't control. uh, And you can communicate with people now, and they can understand you better. And you'll, you'd be surprised that when you do communicate these things with people that you know it would be valuable to do so, that a lot of them will open up to you and have something else uh, with them, and it will all make sense. So communication is always the answer to understanding each other better and doing it without judgment and really listening to people is uh, in everyone's favor. So I hope you go out there, and uh, if you feel like getting a therapist would be a good idea, Go for it. The worst thing that can happen is in a month you stop going or maybe you switch to a different one and then you don't like that either, but at least you can rule it out. And maybe within 10 minutes of that session, you hear the most important information that you've ever heard in your life. Because I know if someone told me about attachment styles 15 years ago, I would uh, definitely have had some different experiences in life. I I really think I'd be quite a bit further ahead just having um, the official diagnosis because it really leads to overthinking. And if you overthink in the wrong direction, uh, then it's detrimental. And having my thought process now a a lot more in line is um, it feels very healthy. So um, go check out Attachment Styles if you're not sure where to start and see if that might be something uh, that that relates to you. Otherwise, if you already know what you have, but you don't really know that much about it or how to communicate uh, it, it to other people in your life, then start looking up that information because all of this affects how you run your business, 
if you don't have the right mindset, if you don't have good relationships with people around you, it's just going to affect your focus, your, your work ethic, and uh, your passion is going to be a lot harder to find when you're more focused on trying to get your mind space right. So this was a big breakthrough for me. And uh, look forward to a new episode on Thursday. I'm sure we'll switch back to the social media tactical side. But if you appreciated this episode, let me know at Social Bamboo with an underscore at the end on Instagram. I will talk to you Thursday.